Hello and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast, Episode 1. My name is Marco Rodriguez, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mario Amaral. Hey, everyone. And this is um, the weekly podcast, I think is what we decided on, uh, that uh, where we talk about anything tech and gaming related. So um, uh, we've got a few topics to talk about today. Uh, we want to discuss uh, the, the Galaxy S9. That was a new device that just got released. We're going to talk about what we um, what we are super into when it comes to gaming, uh, what we're looking forward to, um, as well. Our my friend Mario here has a, a surprise for me, or something that he he's doing that is a secret. So he's gonna he's gonna reveal that, and then uh, to round off the show, we're gonna be talking about what we are geeking out about. This is a segment where we're just gonna talk about what what uh, what we are really into right now. So yeah, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm fine. You know, another lovely summer. Well, not summer, spring, hot, cold day out there today. Seriously, yeah, the weather's been yeah. very weird lately. Um, but it, you know, it's it's enjoyable. It's not. It's never too cold. It's never too hot. It's like it's an enjoyable situation. Agreed. Agreed. The sun is out. Won't complain. Could be a lot worse. Uh, so definitely, it's a it's a it's a win situation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about that Galaxy S nine. It just got released. It's a big release from Samsung this year. Um, and it's well, their flagship phone, right? Definitely, definitely the flagship phone. I've uh, heard a few things here and there. Haven't really done much research. Um, I have heard a few people talk about it being. Definitely the option, even over the Note Eight. Oh, really? So it's it's actually garnering some uh, some love from a lot of people. Um, but as you know, and I think you pointed to this this uh, you pointed me to this uh, recently. Um, while the device is beautiful, it's uh, it fixed a couple of problems, which we'll talk about in a bit. But um, it's kind of uh, got a problem. A big, big problem. What is that problem? Uh, yes, we've got a, an issue now with the screen sensitivity. Um, so we have a few devices out there. Um, I don't know how widespread the situation is, but dead spots on your screen. And now from what I understand, Samsung's solution, at least temporary solution to this, is to put the sensitivity on the touchscreen really high so that those dead spots get some sort of uh, touch response. So I'm assuming this might have been through the process of manufacturing and might even be, you know, a certain manufacturing plant. Yeah. I I haven't gone into depth, but I understand that there's a touch screen problem. And now this is like, um, you know, having your car and, uh, you know, the steering wheel doesn't work uh, because, uh, you know, everything on a, on a smartphone that doesn't have physical buttons to uh, control the phone is through your touch screen. So let's just say your steering wheel doesn't work. So it's yeah. a big deal. It's not a small little problem. It's not your phone blowing up. That's for sure. But it is definitely <laughs> still a problem. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Like it is a is a pretty big problem. It is nice to hear that Samsung has taken the effort to uh, put out a statement on this and and said that they are going to try to fix this through sor- software um, updates or hardware replacement. So they are actually actively um, 
you know, going after the problem and fixing it. And it's good to hear because, you know, after the whole, was the Galaxy Note 7 that was exploding? Yes, the exploding note. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, after that, like, they, I don't think they can really afford to have a big, huge, widespread problem like that. Um, and I, it's good to see that they're doing their best to alleviate this problem in some sort of way. But let's let's move past this problem. Let's talk about the device itself. So if I'm correct, it does come in the two sizes. It comes in uh, what I would like to call the iPhone and the iPhone Plus sizes, uh, except probably bigger because they usually have bigger screens. Um, but they, they made a couple of improvements to this year's phone. Uh, what, what did they do? Um, I haven't really looked into that much. And before we continue, I do have to uh, clarify that your touchscreen not working is definitely not as bad as your steering wheel not working. Okay, maybe that wasn't the best example because you sure as a link in the dive your steering wheel. <laughs> I mean, if your if your phone touchscreen isn't working, so you you kind of get the point out yeah, there yeah. what I meant. But um, it was a good analogy yeah, so, though. Yeah, from what I understand, um, the well, from what I know, the fingerprint scanner has been moved to what I would call the correct spot in the phone. Okay. Another thing um, about the fingerprint scanner that's really cool is, um, as many people know, when you're registering your finger, so we're talking about the fingerprint scanner, uh, touch ID on an iPhone, um, you tap your finger over and over and let it register. Samsung now lets you swipe your finger down one time and it's 100% done. Oh, interesting. There's no tapping it anymore. Yeah. So that was a really cool feature on the new uh, fingerprint scanner. I wonder if they scanner. changed the, the sensor and that's why they're able to do that because that's a really interesting thing. And just to go back to what you said earlier, they changed the location of the sensor on the device. And so for those of you who don't know, previously the sensor was to, I'm pretty sure it was the right of the camera on the back. And now because they changed the camera array on the back, which is just the housing where the camera is, uh, in a fancy speak, um, the the housing for the cameras is now uh, vertical, so the cameras sit above each other, and they've decided to actually take the fingerprint sensor and put it just below the camera, and so it sits pretty much in line. And I'm not a big Android user, so I'm gonna make this statement either way. But it sits pretty much in line with where most other companies put their fingerprint sensor, minus the fact that it's pretty much flush with the camera. Correct? Correct. So um, to put in perspective, the camera, which is made out of glass, well, it's covered with glass. And then the fingerprint scanner, which is, um, I don't know if they use glass or ceramic material. It might be. But they were right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So they were right next to each other on the previous models of the Samsungs, even the notes. So just think about holding a phone right now and your fingerprint scanner is on the back closer to your camera and you're taking it out of your pocket and you're trying to feel for where your fingerprint scanner is. That's harder to do if there's something else right next to it that feels just like it. Yeah. So what they did is they kind of eliminated this problem by putting it uh, underneath the camera uh, in the middle. So a more natural uh, way of picking it up and pressing the button. So definitely this has been a complaint. Uh, if you've seen of Samsung before, if you haven't, the fingerprint scanner has always usually been um, a complaint about the positioning of where it is. It didn't feel natural. It was kind of hard to reach because 
they are pretty long phones, especially if you get the the plus version of it. So definitely, this is something from what I understand that Samsung fans have wanted. And uh, finally, uh, you know, Samsung has been listening, and I applaud them for that. Yeah, they deliver. That's pretty good. Um, I do want to say, did they reduce the size of the chin and the forehead on the phone, which are the black areas above and below, for those of who don't know that that term means? Um, I think they did, and that's why their phone screen looks bigger. It's not quite edge-to-edge like some of these other phones on the market we talked about last week, all the phones coming out with notches. Um, but... They did, I'm pretty sure they did reduce the those two areas of the phone. From what I understand, uh, they have slightly uh, made them slimmer. That's the, the, you know, think about your phone's top part and your bottom, the division between the screen and the body. Uh, they have made them slightly smaller. Uh, the big thing about Samsung phones, of course, is their beautiful screens. And uh, I think... Um, Especially the way it wraps around the edges right are they called the infinity screens is that what it is i don't know if i I have that right right now called infinity screens yeah i'm I'm not sure but it sounds right so yeah so these are okay infinity is just a fancy word for you know whatever the technology they put into their screen a lot of manufacturers out there so a lot of different phones the screens you see on them a lot of them are made by samsung not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and Samsung makes some really beautiful screens. And as you can see in the S9 uh, and many other Samsung devices, they're usually very punchy and uh, deep colors. And, uh, you know, for some people, it's either you love it or you hate it. Um, I personally, I think they have really beautiful screens. Yeah. Samsung makes some great panels. I heard something recently. Uh, it was really interesting before we move topics, but I heard something recently about how when Apple decided to go with Samsung for purchasing OLED displays for the iPhone 10, that uh, they made so much of them with anticipation that other companies would start putting OLED screens in their phone that they now have an abundance of OLED screens because no one followed suit. <laughs> so they just have a ton of them that they are not using, or at least they're not using for selling to other people right now. Uh, but who knows? They might be actually in their, their own flagship phones right now. I thought it was a, an interesting little tidbit from uh, the way the, the industry works in a sense. So um, That is actually pretty funny. Another thing about the Samsung phone, um, two really quick small topics that I'll bring up is, um, well, not a small topic, their camera okay, yeah. is supposedly really good. It has like a shutter feature, so it's kind of like your pupil in your eye. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think you'll know more about the camera stuff, so oh, I'll let you explain yeah. that. I totally forgot that they did this. Uh, so yeah, so they actually added a, a rolling, like an actual shutter to the to the to the camera and so what that means is generally on bigger cameras uh when you take a picture um it's like the camera blinks in a sense and so that's the camera deciding how much light to let in uh to process that image um i could be wrong with the terminology i'm using but yeah they actually for one of their cameras i think it's uh their telephoto uh the the bigger one they actually added a a shutter. And I think this allows them to have better depth of field effects and 
and so on. But uh, yeah, I thought that's really interesting to take a concept like a shutter and put it into a camera that is like microscopic. I think that's really interesting. Uh, and you wanted to, what else did they, they add? So the uh, other thing uh, to do with the camera, give me one second, sorry, <clears throat> is uh, that um, they now have what they call super slow-mo. Okay. So we're talking about 960 frames per second. That's, that's impressive for a phone. So to explain to everyone, to, to kind of, uh, you know, try to explain it the best, easiest way, is that um, a lot of phones have slow-mo, and, uh, you know, including myself, I don't really use the feature, but if you do, um, you know, iPhone, many other Android devices, they have the option in the camera to go slow motion. So while you're recording, you hit the slow-mo, it records normally, when you play it back, Everything is like super slow-mo, like you see in certain videos on YouTube. And usually it's like 240 frames per second. Yeah. <clears throat> now that's the amount of frames it's, it's, it's taking in per that second. So the more frames per second, the slower you can slow it down, the more detail you can get. Um, so now they've got it up to 960, and I think that's at 720p. Um, so uh, just to explain, 720p is the resolution. Um, 1080p being um, full HD and 720p still being HD but not full HD. Yeah. Uh, so quality will get better at uh, you know 1080. But the size of the screen of the phone is 1780p. 720p is still great. And to be 960, they can really just slow it down and make some really cool videos. Especially if you're doing something uh, so fast that you can't really see it. It's like in a second you could slow that down. Yeah. I would and, say it's, know, it's like going back to the resolution part. There are a lot of point-and-shoot cameras that can do 940p, but some of them, and I would say a good portion of them, can't even do 720p. They'll do 940 at 480p, uh, so a lower resolution. Uh, so it's actually really impressive that not only is Samsung able to do 940 frames at 720p, but they're able to do it in a phone. Like I think that's the biggest point here is like, it's really impressive for a phone to be able to do any of this stuff, let alone the way it's doing it. I think uh, maybe the last thing I'll just talk about, it's not a big deal, but I just thought it was kind of interesting, is um, if you don't know about Apple's uh, and emojis, what they are is uh, using the technology in the front-facing camera, all the sensors there that they've put into the iPhone X. So you need an iPhone X to use this feature. Uh, you can actually uh, grab one of the Animojis. So there's a certain amount of them, more coming out with updates. Yep. And uh, you can use your facial features to move the Animoji. Just imagine your face as, you know, the remote for a puppet. Yeah. A digital puppet. I think I think uh, most so people who've seen the, the commercials for an iPhone X know what this, this is. It's, so, yeah, it's a huge so. selling feature, let's be honest. Right. So there's, their, their competition to this is called... Um, AR emoji or uh, yeah, AR emoji. And uh, basically <laughs> and these things look scary. <laughs> yeah, they do look scary because unlike Apple's version of an emoji, this is taking a scan of you <laughs> and turning you into one of these, you know, uh, an emojis. And uh, sometimes it doesn't just uh, doesn't look really cute. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's pretty scary. It's so very I just scary. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they're like AR, you would just call them, they're basically AR avatars. You can see them, if you've ever used Snapchat and you have a Bitmoji, 
And you've used those Bitmoji lenses that allow you to put your Bitmoji into the real world. That's basically what they are. If I just want to say, you know, to wrap it up, the S9, from what I hear from Samsung uh, users, yeah, um, you know, that have like held it or tested it. Um, if you like Samsung, so you've used their devices, you've used their, their UI, uh, their skin. So what I mean is the software. Uh, so if you picked up a Samsung and you like all their apps and the way it looks and uh, the way it feels, then you'll love this phone. You're going to love it. It's just an improvement on all of that. Uh, and it's super fast. They boosted up the RAM. So the RAM is um, uh, the speed of, of the memory. So the amount of it they've boosted, I think they're four gigs and six gigs now on their two different models. I really won't go into that because it really doesn't matter. But if you like Samsung, this is just an even better Samsung. So definitely, if you are into something that is pure Android, like a Google Pixel, which is a Google's flagship phone, their own. Yeah. It is never going to be as good as that in the in the sense of speed. If you don't like that Samsung Samsung skin, this is not going to win you over. Yeah, it's not going to win you over. So it's not the phone that switches you to just love all Samsungs. If you did like pure Android, and that's kind of where I want to leave it off. If you love Samsung, this is just another great Samsung phone. Yeah, uh, and that's that's going to be that's going to be true for any device. If if you're if you're married to a brand or you like a version of Android, you're most likely going to stick with it. So it's 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 good to see that if you like Samsung, um, you're going to be you know happy with this new device basically. So um, yeah, so. Before I rudely tried to switch topics, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, what am I doing? So, um, you've been telling me that. Here, okay, yes. wait. You've been telling <laughs> me, just so everybody knows, he's been telling me that he's got a secret that he wanted to announce on the podcast, and he's not going to tell me. He bought something. He he showed me that he bought something. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, what is it? What did you do? Tell me. Okay. Okay, I'm going to break your heart because you're uh, an Apple lover. You bought an essential phone. (laughs) No, I did not buy an essential phone. I can't buy a phone that comes with broken software. Um, (laughs) Right out of the box. Okay, it's not so much about what I bought that's going to blow your mind. um, We just finished talking about Samsung. And I think that um, my my co-host here knows how much I despise Samsung. I do. Very much so. But you bought a uh, Samsung phone? <laughs> no, no. So I didn't buy a Samsung phone. Uh, I did purchase the Pixel 2. Oh, okay. So I kind of okay. guessed so that. Yes. Yeah, so the Pixel 2 is not really the surprise because you kind of guessed I would do that. So uh, first I'll start off with saying that I've decided to stick with Android for a while now. Okay. So I'm going to go over to the dark side. I'm going to start giving uh, my reviews and my opinions on the Android OS now. All right, guys, this so, uh, podcast is over. Um, yeah, <laughs> we uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so um, I am not getting rid of my iPhone. Um, actually, I am uh, giving it to my wife. Oh, okay. So just so that you know, my my wife will be taking my iPhone 10. And she's okay with no uh, button. 
She is, uh, it's a little tricky. And I am uh, now been using the Pixel for only a few days and I have swiped up many times. And if no one, if you don't own an iPhone 10, you wouldn't know this, but it, it is a whole new way of using it. There's no buttons, so there's gestures. And I like to uh, use gestures a lot. And uh, it's very hard uh, to not yeah, use yeah, gestures. It, so, once you get used to it, it's, I, yeah, I, so, I can agree because we're not going to talk about it today, but I bought an iPad Pro. And I swipe up more often than not because I forget that that's not how you go home. Right. So I do want to give like a, a, a small slight review on the Pixel 2 uh, before I continue. Now, this isn't going to be a full review. We'll probably do that later on when I've got more time with it. Just, uh, you know, just off the few days I've had it, uh, I will say it's a great device. The camera is just superb. Uh, it takes great pictures. Um, One of the best I've even... heard. Yes, I, I agree. And I'm not a picture person. I'm not a photographer. I'm not an enthusiast. But it does take some great pictures. But MKBHD I mean, loves this phone. They do. So I do have the Pixel 2. Uh, I am upgrading to the Pixel 2 XL. Uh, I'm actually returning the Pixel 2. I can't do the huge borders. Okay. It's just not me anymore. It just feels like I'm in 2006. But the dual speakers, so, though. You still get them on the XL. Okay. And these speakers, yes, I'm so happy you brought up the speakers. Wow. Just wow. Like, I thought my speakers on my iPhone were great. These just blew them out of the water. Yeah. They are just, I'm just hoping the Pixel 2 XL has the same speakers in it with the same amount of volume because just wow. If you're consuming media and you're not using headphones, like I've been listening to something or watching a video in my living room and my wife is like can you put that lower yeah because it's literally that loud it's, it's loud. and it's not like a yes and it's not like a, a distorted loud so just to go off that just using the os there are a few things that i have to get used to again there are a few things i have to you know get comfortable with and um you know it takes some getting used to but i can say now that if you're using um you know an iphone or you're using an Android device, and it's a pure Android device, like a Pixel, or at least very close to it. Yeah. Because there are very close, like Motorola, Motorola's uh, OS, so their skin, their operating system, uh, is very close to what the the, base the pure Android, Android yeah. is. Yes, the base Android. It is fast. It works right. Um, it's just it's just as good. Both of them are great. They're, you're at a point right now where it really doesn't matter what you choose. It just matters what you like, what your what your preference is. They both work great, yeah. um, and they're both not perfect. <laughs> so that's one sh one thing for sure. I I, I love the phone. It's fast. Uh, the battery is maybe a little uh, dies a little quick, but it is a new phone, so I'm using it a lot more than I should. Um, I'm trying to think of things that I I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't have enough time with it. So so uh, you, yeah. you I'm gonna bring up you say you're gonna swap it out for a Pixel XL too. Besides the the bigger forehead and chin, uh, or the bezels for, for most people, uh why why switch? Do you just want a bigger okay. phone or right, okay here. So uh the main reason is more screen real estate for sure. Okay. Because um I do consume a lot of media. The reason I I went to the Pixel 2 and not the Pixel 2 XL immediately was because I love the footprint of my iPhone X. Yeah. I love the size of it. And you get pretty much the same size, but you lose a lot of screen real estate. Okay. 
And I want that screen real estate because I do consume a lot of media on my device. And I want to see what the battery's like. Uh, I actually got this one first also to compare both screens because you I've heard a lot of nightmare stories about the uh, Pixel 2 XL, uh, even with burning in issues mm-hmm. um, and uh, screen uh, being, you know, dimmed down. I know that they've released a few updates to fix the screen color issues where you get to choose now between vivid, natural. Yeah. And I know there's three settings there and just normal. So uh, that definitely is going to be something that I will give my opinion on. I will be getting that uh, the week coming up, probably this Tuesday. Cool. Uh, another reason I went for the Pixel 2 is I bought this straight from Google. Yeah. And I paid full price for it. I'll be returning it for full price. Came with a free charger, actually. Not allowed to keep it, sadly. <laughs> so um, Won't you get the free I charger did... with the XL2 as well? No, I'm not buying it straight from Google. Oh, okay. So I've changed my uh, plan lately. Uh, recently, I've changed my plan, as I've told you, uh, my carrier plan. Yeah, and so you have an upgrade, and, uh, basically. I have an upgrade, but my upgrade was still going to cost me about 350 Canadian. Okay. Uh, but I did my magic, and I called in, and I got $250 credits, oh, so cool. $300 credit. Nice. So I'm basically getting the Pixel 2 XL for free. Awesome. Um, so, you know, who doesn't want a bigger, better phone for, you know, for $50 yeah, more, exactly. yeah, basically for free. So uh, that's what I'm doing. And um, the big thing that I didn't tell you yeah. uh, that is going to surprise you is uh, I want to get the full experience of what Android has to offer versus Apple's experience. And that includes the watch. Okay. Okay. But they have a and watch? We've t- they have Android Wear, which they call Wear OS now. But not not like... So Pixel, not Pixel, not Pixel. But not right? Google, Google talking, doesn't have a watch. Not Google. Okay. Google doesn't. Yeah. They've worked with LG, so they've partnered with LG. So their LG, I think, style and their LG Sport was made with Google, okay. but it is an LG product. Right. Um, but this is the big surprise. Number one, um, you I've told you this in the past. I hate Android Wear. Hated it. It would didn't even come close to um, iPhones uh, watch OS. Watch, Not yeah. even close. Yeah, well, Apple Watch. Yes, sorry, Apple Watch is OS. I purchased a Samsung watch, like an active that runs like a Samsung Gear S three. Okay, cool. It runs Tizen though, so don't they? It runs Tizen. So yes, this is what I wanted to experience. Tizen. And do I have the review for you? Listen, I only use the thing uh, less you than sound, a day before. You I sound put it back excited in the box. though. This is, doesn't sound good. <laughs> I'm not though. Look, you did it. You didn't let me finish <laughs> okay. there. You just cut me off on the most important part. All right, go ahead. I didn't even use it for a day before I went back in the box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is the Samsung experience that I usually get. And they didn't let me down. <laughs> okay. I mean, they let me down, but that's what I expected. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't let me down. So Do you think it's because you, of Tizen? No. Okay. I will tell you exactly what the issue is. One of the issues I had with it were because of my actual phone or Android OS or just the Pixel in particular, yeah. as I've read. Okay. So I will start off with the good points about the phone. Okay. About the watch, sorry. Okay. So the S3, the Gear S3 Frontier is the one I got. So it's the more sporty black looking version. Yeah. I will say that the look of it is, I mean, it, this is personal preference. Love it. They have two versions, the Classic and the Frontier. The Classic is more of a, 
uh, elegant looking watch, more of um, you know a stainless steel look. Okay. And the other one's more of a sporty look. Um, they're both. Both of them look great. Both circular. Both circular. Okay. And big. You look at these watches. This is my main thing. You look at this watch on someone's wrist, and you're like, it's a watch. Yeah. There's no way you're thinking this is a smart uh, smart watch. You're just thinking it's a watch. It just looks like a watch. That's number one. So quality build on it is great. Mm-hmm. All the sensors, speakers loud, um, s- sensitivity on the screen is perfect. It's an OLED screen. Looks great. Brightness out in the sunlight is great. There's so many good things I could say about this. But the big thing I loved about it was, uh, I don't know if Samsung, uh, if anyone's listening to this, I use the Samsung gear, but... Basically, to go through the OS, you have two buttons, okay. which is a back button and uh, kind of like a, a home button okay. slash select button. And then you have the face that rotates. Yeah, like uh, the, the, frame, the frame of the, the watch. Bezel, I've seen yes. this before, yeah. So like the frame where you have those little dots on the watch yeah. for choreo- the time uh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Basically, the time indicator. It's chrono- so chronograph. It's the, it's, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. So this actually moves and it goes through the different menus. Let me tell you, this is the smartest way of using. Like, forget about slapping your fingers and dirtying your screen. This is the right way. This should be the future. It had such a nice feedback. It's just great. It made me want to keep the watch. Yeah. Okay. So it's similar to like things. when you first use the crown on the Apple Watch. Yes. You know, like it's- Except that with the crown... It's such a small thing, and if you're a larger uh, person and uh, you're trying to get behind the crown and maybe move it, it doesn't feel so natural. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in this is just like a supernatural feel. Like, you'll play around with it even when you don't want to go through the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I will say that about this device. And also, Tizen was, was fine. It worked fine. I got my messages. I got my calls, uh, text messages. Everything was just... Working fine. Okay, ex- so, except there's an except, except here. Why are you putting it back in the box? <laughs> so I put it back in the box for one reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Samsung decided to put S Voice on this thing. What's S Voice? They're like Siri or S Voice, their version of Siri, which came out, if I'm not wrong, with the Samsung S3. Okay. Okay. So but isn't their new version of S Voice Bixby? Yes, and for some reason they have not put it on this watch, even though this is the latest version of their watch. Okay. So Bixby likes to give you run response to everything. And it's, sorry, I'm not working right now, basically. I'm not going to go through the whole, the whole message, but basically she's like, I know worky, sorry. Okay, you, and you mean, just to correct, to, he means S-Voice, not Bixby, because Bixby's not on Sorry, sorry, yes, uh, S-Voice. Bixby, from what I understand, should be better. They should have updated this watch with Bixby. Um, I don't know why they didn't, but they don't give you the option. Let me clarify this. They don't give you the option to use Google's Assistant. You're locked into Bixby because this is Tizen. Yeah, yeah. Tizen. This is Tizen, and you're locked into Bixby. You're also locked into a few other um, apps. So that Samsung, Samsung apps, whereas if you use an Android Wear, they do give you uh, the option of using every when, app that's when out there for Android When was this watch Wear. released, though? 
Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I know it's their newest. I know they've updated the version quite a few times. It's on version three. Because a, a lot of um, Android Wear makers stopped making Android Wear devices just because like the platform, I guess, wasn't that popular or Apple's eating their lunch. I don't know what the what it is, but. You mean Google? Uh. No, I mean Google's eating their lunch. No, no, Apple's eating their lunch because Apple Google doesn't make a watch. Okay, so I I didn't get that uh, reference. Right. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'm saying that a lot of companies like you remember Motorola had the 360. Oh, I get what you're All saying. All these companies yeah, stopped the making okay. watches eventually because Apple came to market with the Apple Watch, and right. So I'm just saying like maybe the reason S Voice is on that watch is because. Maybe that watch was released like three or four years ago. I and mean, yes, it's been updated over time in the sense of software, but it might be still a fairly like older watch. Like it, at least 100%. if it's two generations old, let's put it this way. Bixby came out in two generations ago, right? Or maybe even one generation ago. Uh, so if it's so older yes. than that, it wouldn't have Bixby on it. Agreed. So that that could be the reason 100%. That could be the reason. Um, so that kind of is my 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 take on that. Beautiful watch, craftsmanship is great, um, quality, even uh Tizen, um great OS to use, super fast, not leggy. Yeah. Um, everything about the watch is great. What ruined it for me was two things. Number one was the S voice because I can't use S vo- S voice, at least I didn't try to set it up to use my smart home features, which is like, um, you know, if no one really understands what smart home features are, uh, like turning off and on your lights using, you know, Philips Hue, which is like a smart light bulb or a smart switch, which will allow you to do this. You can use this with many uh, smart assistants, including the Google Assistant and the uh, iPhone Assistant, which is Siri. As well as Alexa. As well as Alexa, Amazon's Alexa, and also Bixby, I'm pretty sure, because they have smart things. Samsung has smart things, yes. um, which is uh, basically their their way of controlling all the, the smart home it's, features. It's their platform. Uh, so that was number one. Number two was, and again, this is most likely um, an issue with the, either the Pixel or just the Android OS, which I'm on 8.1. Yeah. So, uh, or um, Oreo. Yes. Yeah. So what happened is when I would uh, call someone on the watch. Okay. When they called me back, I could answer on my watch, but I couldn't answer on my phone because the audio would automatically go to my watch. And when I would try to switch it over to speaker or handset watch or a handset uh, earpiece, okay, they couldn't hear me anymore. Well, that's weird. So this is yeah. So this is a really weird glitch. Also, um. If I called someone, automatically the audio would be going to the watch. So even though I'm picking up my handset and I'm calling someone, the audio is going to the watch. Interesting. Um, and th- there's a reason why I'm saying it's a it's a, a it's a device like the handset's uh, issue and not the watch. Okay. And I'll and I'll give you and I'll give you the reason. The um, so first of all, um, I tried it also with headphones, and so the Bluetooth on the Pixel would not allow me to have two devices to use the phone feature on Bluetooth. So I had to choose one or the other. Okay. So I I would be able to answer calls on my watch, but not my headphones if they're connected at the same time, vice versa. Yeah. Only one could be using the phone feature. Okay. Um uh if anyone's ever used the iPhone and Apple Watch, you can use it on both. 
you can answer on your headphones, you can answer on your watch or your phone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. you can change the audio where the audio is going to at any point in time. Which I'm very used to, which (laughs) I appreciate works, uh, but didn't work in my circumstance. So I tried to play around with it a little bit, a little bit, and I did get it to work to the point where it wouldn't block out the audio and no one could hear me, but I could never get both devices uh, to work at the same time. And once um, one became the primary device that would pick up the phone call, yeah. even though I disconnected it, the other one would not become primary. Okay. So to, just to give people an example, to some people it wouldn't matter because you'd be like, whatever, I don't need answer calls on my watch. That's fine. I'll just turn that feature off. Yeah. Because realistically, even me, myself, I, I could take a call on my watch maybe once every few months. But, it really isn't. The- but the convenience that he just came from says otherwise. It says otherwise. Correct. And I did call in Google support to get some help. And I did go through a few loops and it was a few headaches. I'm not even going to bring that up because I'll take all day. Um, they didn't <laughs> really have an answer for me. Yeah. Um, and one of the uh, options they gave me was to turn off that that feature. Uh, feature on the watch and i said so i'm losing a feature <laughs> uh my response to them was your uh obvious answer to me is just to just stop use the just feature. stop using the yeah, feature yeah it's fine yeah you don't need this feature you know so uh okay so let's get beyond that so that was my surprise you would never expect me to have a samsung device let alone a Tizen watch. Well, well now you I don't because it's probably going back anyway. So <laughs> it is 100% going back. It is done. I love the watch. And if they fix that, uh, the assistant issue or they allow the, to use Google assistant, I will pick up that watch without a heart. I don't care if it costs $500. So $600, it's worth it. It's a beautiful watch. It's the way watches should be used. Loved it. Number one thing that killed it for me is the S voice. So, That's it. So I, I want to follow up with, are you getting another watch though? I did. Okay. Is it an <laughs> Okay, is so, it an LG cuz usually your go-to is LG. So it's not an LG. I do have an LG. Yes. Uh, a very old LG. I have an LG G Watch R. And believe it or not this thing still works. It's on the latest Android Wear, one of the very few uh, original Android Wear watches that are are on the newest OS. Great investment. And uh, Yes, it was it was a great watch. The downfall is no speaker. Okay. Um, so no speaker is the downfall of the watch and a PO LED, uh, screen which slightly burns in, but okay. you know it's not that bad. Only if you keep the watch face, but there is an anti-burning feature which is basically anybody out there it burns in the image into the screen. So I did purchase another watch, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this watch. Have you ever heard of the Tick Watch? The Tick Watch. Yes, they started out at, a, I think, GoFundMe. I feel like I've heard of this watch, uh, and I've probably seen it, uh, but I couldn't, like, if I'm thinking in the back of my head, I don't know what it even looks like. So it's a very simple, it's a very simple watch. Uh, it's called the Tick Watch. It's, it's just a plastic, um, as simple as you can get, but it has all the features. I got the version called the Tick Watch E. So they did originally come out with something called the Tick Watch uh, 2, and that ran their own custom software. Um, the Tick Watch E and the Tick Watch S uh, do run on Android Wear 2.0 or Wear OS. So you got the so, sorry, is. you got the E? I'm just looking yes, it up. Yes, I right got now. the E. Oh, there you go. So I got the E, which is about uh, Canadian wise, 230 some odd dollars. 
And this has all the latest features. We're talking speaker, um, all the sensors you need for working out, a good size screen. Um, it's just a awesome beginner watch for anybody who wants to get into the Android Wear. Uh, and I will say, uh, I give them two thumbs up. Great device, especially for the price. Um, has everything you need. Have you used My it only, yet? Pause. Have you used it? I've used it. You've used I've it. used okay. it. I've used it and it's back in the box. What? Um, okay. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on way, here? Yeah. By the way, it comes in a really cool box. Is a great, is a great, everybody. This is my co-host. It is a great device. I love it. It's the best. It went back in the box. <laughs> so my major issue with it was having used the Samsung Gear uh, S3. Yeah. Or three, sorry, I, I don't even remember the name right now. But um, that was my biggest issue. How can you go from something that looks like a watch, just b- you know, was beautiful, and you know, like the the way you went through the menus with the with the bezel, and then you go to Android Wear, and you're like, it works great, but the speaker's not as loud, the watch doesn't look as nice, the quality of it isn't as nice, and you're like, I can't. I want that Samsung gear with Android Wear. Yeah. That's what I want. But I'm not getting that. I don't have that option. So uh, the biggest issue I had with the with the Tick Watch uh, E was I had the same Bluetooth issue. Okay. So I'm the type of person where if there's an issue that just bothers me enough, it's not worth my investment. Yeah, definitely. So it's like at this point, if the calling feature is the issue, then I will just go back to my original LGG Watch R, which doesn't have the option for calls. Okay. So what I need it for right now, what I've what I've realized after using a um, a smartwatch for so long is that basically you just really want it for notifications. Yeah, definitely. that's really the main purpose of that smartwatch. So all those other cool features, they're great, and you kind of don't want to be paying for something um, more than you have to. If you're not going to use those features, that's, that's you know um, that's one of the reasons why I never upgraded to like a Series Three Apple Watch is just because like fundamentally, other than like LTE and like talking Siri, and maybe it's faster, like it doesn't do anything crazy that my current watch, which is a Series Zero, for anyone who wants to know. Uh, it does an OG? Yeah, it's like the first one. It doesn't do anything different. So yeah, yours is faster and it can do a cool, a couple of cool things. But ultimately, like unless I need those cool things right now, I'd rather wait till something major or impressive happens with the the watch line for me to upgrade. Um, so basically, to end this off, so we don't carry on. That's what I'm doing. I'm switching to Android. I don't know for how long. I've made the choice um, to switch over and kind of give it, uh, you know, a full run and and my experience. And and I really did it also to have kind of the two views on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Android view and the iOS view. Um, there are a few things I'm missing right now, very dearly, and that's my Apple Watch. And I'm definitely missing, um, uh, you know, uh, Apple Car. Um, CarPlay. CarPlay inside of my car right now. Um, and also the apps that I can cross over, like, um, but I'm, I'm going to go with this inside joke and no one's going to get it, but at least you have Google maps now. Yes. At least I have Google maps. Well, if you listen to our last one, you'll kind of know I was complaining a lot about, 
uh, GPS and, and, and the Apple Maps. So you'll kind of get it. But I do have Google Maps now. Uh, I will say that um, there are a lot of things I miss when I pick up an iPhone. Uh, I immediately get that I fall in love all over again feeling. Yeah. And I've had to kind of give it to my wife because I know once I pick up that 10, <laughs> keep again, it away from me. Keep it away from uh, me. Basically, I'm, I'm giving to myself to the situation where there's no turning around. She has it now. I would never take it away from her. Yeah. It's her it's her device now. So I'm not going to, uh, you know, that's not to say in the future I won't buy another one. Uh, but um, for now, I'm going into the, what uh, my co-host likes to call the dark side. Yes. Uh, I'm going to swim with the piranhas. You're not allowed to come back. And, <laughs> and I'm going to try to, you know, see what it's like. You know, is it as bad? Is it just the same? Is there, you know... What's the hype about iOS or what's the hype about Android? Really, is there anything? I've been here before. This is not going to be the first time, but this is going to be the first time in a long time that I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. For for a long it's, it's time. It's going to be good for our conversations overall. And I think like having those two perspectives and, and you getting reacquainted with Android again, which will be great for, you know, ongoing conversations about the differences or, you know, having a holistic view of, of the market as a whole, because you'll have some some insight into to android which which i would never have so i think overall it's really good i will say uh probably the hardest thing besides my watch and i mean like for anybody who's a dedicated you know fan yeah who's just like such a strong fan of ios is iMessage yeah, you'll, iMessage is probably the hardest thing. You'll and, never and beat it. Talk about this, right? You won't. I, I mean, I don't think so, unless they come up with, you know, what they've been talking about, their own version of 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 iMessage, which hasn't happened yet. They've have a few alternatives. They're not Google, even close to listen, it. Google, this is never going to happen. I'm going to make this statement right now. People are going to probably hate me for it eventually, but Google will never make iMessage. They've tried multiple times. From Allo to Duo to whatever the hell you want to call all these different apps that they've ever made. Google Voice, Google Google everything. It's not happening. They're not going to do it. It's just not happening. So, I don't agree with them. Anyway, so we will have uh, in the future, um, this is great for you people out there who are thinking about changing uh, operating systems. Yep. We will have my point of view and we'll also have um some some options for um oh man i'm looking for the word alternatives right to so ios alternatives yes alternatives to ios or you know anything that me and my co-hosts do together uh that was well, primarily just we'll, we'll make it so here, here's what i'm going to say we'll make it a segment for next episode next episode i'm going to have a list of apps uh, which i'll tell you ahead of time that I use on a day-to-day and I want your Android alternatives that people can use. Um, whether that's like a Twitter app or, or whatever. Uh, right. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. So we'll, yeah. we'll do that for the next episode. But again, we've been trying to transition for a while here. So let's actually move on to another topic. We've let's move on. So that's <laughs> what I'm doing. People I've come over to the dark side. I've, I've used two Android phones, put them, Two Android watches, sorry. I've put them back into the <laughs> boxes. They're ready to be sent back. If you don't meet, if you don't know me, now you do. This is uh this is kind of what I do. 
I use things. If they bother me even the slightest, they're gone. I'm not the type of person who likes to make. Um, we'll have no. Know. We'll have an ongoing segment called "Did it go back in the box?" Yes. Was it shipped back? Was it shipped Was back? Was it shipped back? You guys will still will <laughs> tune in for "Did it ship back?" Did we ship it yeah. back? <laughs> Um, okay so yeah i think we gotta okay get, yeah uh, move on um, along what are, yeah. okay we're gonna we're gonna just talk quickly about gaming uh, me and uh, mary here both love video games we're huge gamers me more than him uh he's what i call an on and off gamer so what are you super stoked about in the gaming world right now what are you playing what are you doing tell me um uh, okay so first of all, I do agree with you uh, that I fall off the map when it comes to gaming. I get interested in other things. I'll give you a quick little story here. I've had a family member who saw me playing a game uh, for so many days in a row that he actually called me to make sure I was okay and still alive because he <laughs> thought I might have uh, passed away uh, in my home and left the game on because he's never seen me play a game for so yeah, long. Seriously. Um, <laughs> this is a true story by the way. And if he listens to this podcast, he'll know who he is. Um, so, uh, what am I into right now? What have I been playing? I did recently try a uh, need for speed payback. Um, payback. Yes. Uh, I, d- I love, car racing games uh especially when it comes to the need for speed franchise it's always kind of gonna it's always kind of going to be the same yeah uh there's nothing really new and amazing but it's but got a, I like it's got a place a, in your heart that like it does yeah i just i'm a car guru you know i love cars i love uh you know whether they're in the physical world or in a virtual or virtual gaming world i love them yeah so uh definitely that that's something i'm playing right now i haven't really got very far into it but I love uh, games like that that have a little bit of story. I do like that there are um, uh, police enforcement vehicles yeah. that chase you down, and and the way they go about it is actually pretty cool too. Nothing beats most I've wanted, also, but yeah, right, right. We're all chasing that most wanted. Um, again, what else have I been playing? Uh, I did uh, finally beat Resident Evil oh. um, Seven. Oh. I think that's Seven, right? I keep trying to so, beat that game, and I keep playing it for 15 minutes and turning it off because i'm a scared little girl <laughs> i loved it it is spooky i i did uh play with the lights on but uh <laughs> no it's a great game anybody out there who hasn't played it resident evil i think it's seven right yes it's seven yes resident evil seven a uh, great game uh i finished it uh also played some tomb raider as everyone knows all the tomb raiders are great those are great i games. got the yeah i got the year edition i think the t- uh 20 year edition no uh, 20th, 20th, uh 20th anniversary edition yeah of 20th Rise anniversary of the edition right great game as well haven't got very far into it uh kind of my issue here i play a little bit of each game side note they, uh, they announced a new one they did yeah it's really? a shadow of the tomb raider is the next one we can look forward to that in the i guess in the coming year i would say i don't think they've given it a date but it looks pretty cool interesting i've also been playing uh, and i have to give this game a shout out for sure it's got me addicted um is um Zelda. Ah. Uh, for the twi- uh for the Switch. We're playing Not Big the Boy Twitch, Zelda. <laughs> the Switch. The Big Boy Zelda, the insider joke here. Uh, <laughs> Big Boy Zelda. Um we'll explain later. Uh Big Boy Zelda definitely is an awesome game. Breath of Air, what is it called? Breath Sorry? of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, Breath of Air, yeah, that's definitely not the name. They love it so much, I don't know the name. Uh Breath of the Wild is a great game. Uh have the Switch um that is my go-to game also have the super mario game 
great game as well but the zelda is just my go-to game yeah. i know it gets uh some people out there it's a love it or hate it but critics definitely love it the ratings out there definitely it's it's a um, great game overall it's a great game it's a great game it's yeah a great and game. there's many games i don't go back to and you know for it for me to go back to it means i really enjoy it i i really have to revisit that game because i i kind of got to the final boss i attempted to beat him i lost three times and then I just put the game down and never went back to it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I could see that happening. I've gotten frustrated quite a few times. Have to leave it alone and then come back. Especially because if anybody has ever handled the Switch, uh, the two controllers slide on the side if you're using it on the uh, on the go. And it's very easy to get frustrated and possibly snap those. So when you get really upset, <laughs> you just got to put it down. Uh, you got to put it down before you break it. Yeah. Um, what I'm looking forward to, do you want to hear about yeah, that? Yeah, tell um, me, tell me. Video games I'm looking forward to. Wait, wait, uh, before we get, you know what, before we get into what we're okay. looking forward to, I'm just going to say what I've been playing. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's pretty much only two games. They re-released Burnout Paradise uh, as a remaster. Um, in the original version for the Xbox 360, I got what is called the Criterion Elite License, which means you got every car, every collectible, um, and won every race in the game. And so I've spent a good three days doing that again uh, for the remastered edition, which um, makes me a bit of a loser. Um, and the other game I've been playing uh, religiously is um, Monster Hunter World, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a great game. Never played a Monster Hunter before. Um, but uh, if you haven't and you've always wanted to, I think this is the one you should hop in on because... Uh, it's just a lot more accessible than the previous games. So, um, yeah. So what, uh, what are you looking forward to? Um, okay. So just to get back on that monster hunter, I have heard a lot of people tell me to play that. Haven't. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's a PC as well, right? PC. Uh, and, it's uh, coming to PC console? later this oh, year, but, uh, it's not on PC right now. That's probably why I haven't played it. I do have a console. I do not like using my console. Don't ask me why. It's just because my PC is so much better. But uh, yes, yeah, so I've heard a lot about that game. What I'm looking forward to this month coming out is definitely uh, Far Cry 5. Uh, I hate that game. Yeah, I love Far Cry. All the Far, Far Cry. Cries. Okay, I'm for a anybody big... who knows, Far Cry Thea is the best Far Cry. And then everyone after that is a rehash of the same thing with different settings. I tried Primal. I beat Primal. Primal sucks. They all suck except for three. No way. No way. I totally disagree. They Primal suck. was a great game. I love sending my animals out to kill people. Um, and now I'm looking forward to Far Cry 5. I'm also looking f forward to, and this has been in the making for way too long, and that's the new Dead Island. Oh, no. Um, Dead Island 2? Is that what they're calling it? it I is, think it's right? Dead Island 2, yeah. Yeah, because there was like a middle one there, Dead Island Paradise, I think. Uh, um, yeah, there was. It was, uh, I think it was a prequel, if I'm correct. So Dead Island. So one of the games I have been playing, I didn't mention before that I really like is Dying Light. So that's kind of a Dead Island-ish game. Yeah. With a twist of, uh, I think, I I'm think one say, of that, the developer who made Dying Light yeah, I think so. did Dead Island or something like that. Something along those lines. Yes, I think it's that tech land. I think yeah. tech land worked on, land, on yeah. both of them. Uh, so for sure, I'm looking forward to those games. Those are the biggest games I'm looking forward to right now. I know there's more. I can't think about them right now. But for this month in particular, 
definitely Dead Island and Far Cry 5 are my go games. Yeah. What about you? Um, that's a good question. I don't really um I don't really know what I'm like super stoked about in the upcoming months. Um like I kind of have been more in more in line to like play older games that are already out. Um I haven't really been uh looking at what's up up and coming. So um I know I am super stoked. Ah actually come to think about it I want to see what Division 2 is about. Uh cuz Ubisoft announced that they um are going to show more about Division 2. Eh, I wasn't super a big fan of the first one. Uh but um I'd like to see what they're doing to the second one that makes it better than the first. Uh and I think if anything I want to see Destiny release that third piece of DLC um, that they announced a long time ago. So, Because um, I love Destiny and I want to play some more of that and I needed a reason to play it again. So that's it. Yeah, that's about, that's about it for me. Okay. Destiny, definitely another game, one of my top games out there. Repurchased it for PC and never really got back into it. Kind of starting all over. Uh, is not a big deal for me because I love the game, but never really got into it. But uh, yeah, I, I, think, I purchased uh, it on the PC and I got a character back to like 300 and something light or whatever. I haven't even got up to 300 well, need to, either. You need to focus, man. Yes, I do. I do <laughs> need to focus. I mean, I'll play for you for like, I'll play with you for a week and then I'll be gone for like six years, but I'll come back to it. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, I think, okay. Uh, okay, so to end off this podcast, we're running a bit long today, uh, but to end this off, I think we're going to go uh, to our segment, What Are You Geeking Out About? So, Mario, what are you geeking out about? Oh, I am so geeking out on um, VR. I don't know why. Just really? all of a sudden. Yes. See, you don't even know this, wow. right? Because I, we've never talked about this before. That's crazy. I'm totally, yeah, I'm totally geeking out on VR. I've actually like contemplated going out and purchasing a VR headset, um, you know, whole system to use with my PC. Just because I, I, I watch all these videos of like these reactions to VR yeah. and I'm like, I totally want to try VR. I haven't even tried it uh, like a sample uh, you know, besides putting a, a cell phone into a headset yeah. and using VR that way, you know, I've never actually gone out and and tested VR even even in a demonstration version of it. So I'm like so geeking about I'm geeking out about VR. And and because I've got a decent video card now yeah. that can handle VR, I'm totally 100% geeking out about VR. So, yes, that is my... Uh, my one thing I'm geeking out about right now is VR. I want to try it so bad. That's so cool. I, I think I'm like totally yeah. taken aback is like, I did not expect you to say VR. I didn't think you, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't think you did. Like I, I knew you wouldn't because I haven't really spoken about it to you. And, uh, but definitely it's always been the back of my mind. I've even told my wife, I want to get a VR headset. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the big thing that I'm geeking out about uh, I have been for a while. I've been contemplating this a lot, but I kind of want to get into drones or drone racing specifically because uh, I think it's just really cool. Um, I also like love the thought of taking a drone on vacation and just like shooting some nice, you know, stills or even some nice video of your vacation. 
Um, you know, and I just think like drones are really cool, especially drone racing, like putting on like a VR type headset and actually having a first person view of this real world object that you actually like, it's like real world video games. It's like the coolest thing ever. Wow. I had never heard of VR. I mean, sorry, uh, drone racing. Yeah. That actually does sound really cool. So you put on the headset yeah. and you get, I'm um, assuming the visual of the camera yeah. and you're racing. How do you know? Like, so, is there, so like, they, a distance they have each, so they have obstacle like courses with like rings and sometimes like just two like posts and you have to fly between the posts and through the, the hoops they like hollow out entire like old uh, warehouses and they like paint them in this with like paints that react to black light. And then they have like an area where you just like you set your drone down and like you put on your headset and you just like fly your drone as fast as you can, like time attack in a sense, you know, through all okay. the loops and stuff. Or if you're racing against somebody, it's like try to get to the end of the line before they do. Wow, I, and we have this locally. I haven't, I haven't done the research to see like where locally we can do this, but I just, I saw this recently. I was looking into regular drones because I, I, I like video and I like producing video. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what? I think I should pick up like a Mavic or something like that by DJI. And, uh, and, and I basically somehow ended up down this rabbit hole of there are entire sites that allow you to build a drone, literally from the ground up. You can pick the parts, pick the frame, pick the motors, pick all that. Um, and it turns out that those websites are actually more geared towards VR racing. Uh, sorry, uh, drone racing. Uh, and you can buy these VR headsets uh, that will give you a direct feed to your drone. It's like super cool. Um, and I didn't know about it until recently either. And I also heard it on a podcast I was listening to just to, to further solidify, like, this is a thing, uh, that people do. Wow. That's really cool. So you, you kind of mashed both of our, you know, what are you yeah. geeking out about? You've yeah, got yeah. the VR and, uh, you know, the drones. I definitely, you know, drones to me have always been interesting in the sense of like, yeah, they've some great videos with them. Uh, just, you know, I'm not very, uh, I'm not a very video person, at least not as much as you. I know for you, that would be awesome. I've always seen those drone shots where, you know, it starts off right next to you and then just goes right up into the air or vice versa. And I've always thought that's really cool. I just never thought that'd be something I'd invest to because I don't put out any, uh, video media out there. Yeah. Right. So, but, uh, for personal use, I really can't see myself using it, but for the racing, Hey, count me in. You go buy a drone and you're going to race it. I want to race yeah, it. Yeah, if I figure out how to do this locally, I think we should like, if it's not too big of an investment, like let's do this. I think this is really cool. I, I think so too. So yeah. Awesome. All right. So I guess that's going to round off the podcast today. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks a bunch to all the people we sent out the podcast, the last podcast and gave us a good bit of feedback. We will continue to take your feedback on an ongoing basis. We'd love to hear from you all. Um, and yeah, anything you want to say before we, uh, we end it? Uh, just the same. Uh, I thank everyone who listened to the podcast and gave us some feedback. Uh, so much appreciated. And I hope that you continue to listen and continue to give us feedback. And thank you so much. As always, our music is provided by Ryan Little. You can find him at soundcloud.com. Slash I am Ryan Little. Um, great track for the beginning of our podcast. And uh, that's going to be it for today.
See you guys later.